Welcome to Phoenix Empires with your host Bradley Santiago. Today we have a very special guest with Decela Santiago, which is my wife, also a business manager. How you doing, love? Hi. <laughs> Good to be here. A little nervous, but uh, I know this is what you like, and I'm happy to be here for you. Yeah, thank you, and I appreciate that. You know, yeah, we had a pretty bomb dinner, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. My husband came with better than me. Um, I wouldn't say all that, but you know, it happens. But hey, that's that's where my that's where my specialty is. It's in the kitchen. But yeah, so we'll, I mean, we'll get straight into it. Um, of course, like like I said back in my uh, back in my uh, pre-interview form. I just said, I'm just going to use the questions from my questionnaire. And of course, you filled it out to the best of your ability. And you kind of kind of didn't give me too much information, which I like, because now I can indulge in all these questions that I ask you from the questionnaire. So, But like I said, just relax and everything's going to be all right. You're in good hands. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Isela, where you're from, uh, what you do, how you came to the United States, everything like that. Yeah, you don't remember anything about like, like the trip. You know how like when you're a kid, it's like some like some things you remember. It's like like very small flashes. You don't remember anything like. No. I, I yeah, it's the same for me because I came to the states when I was two from Puerto Rico, and I just remember being on a plane and looking at a bag of chips. That's that's really <laughs> all I remember from that. But other than that, I mean, like I said, I got a pretty good long term memory, so I don't remember anything else. But um. But yeah, so I mean, I know your work ethic is probably impeccable, it's bar none to, to a lot of people, and they're gonna match that. So, how, where do you think you got that from, that work ethic? Well, um, my mom was a single mother. Um, I have two younger brothers, so her, she always did everything she could to provide for us. So, since I can remember, my mom um, had her own thing going on. Um, at first, it was she had a flower shop in Mexico, and she ran that on her own. Um, but obviously, she was looking for a better life like anybody else for me and my siblings. So, you know, what she did was she came to the United States, and she literally had, I think, $30 to her name. And what she did was, um, when she was younger, her mom, she had a restaurant, and they would sell anything they could. Like, literally anything, bags of chips, gum, um, <laughs> rice and beans, plates, like anything they could. So my mom kind of had an idea, like, why don't I try to do something for myself, you know? What's something that I know that can make me fast, not fast money necessarily, but that can make me money with the $30 that I have. Um, so the first thing she thought of is something called raspados, which is um, shaved ice. Um, and what she did was she she remembered how her aunt had showed her how to make like two different flavors so she started with coconut and vanilla and she bought a bag of ice she remembered how they showed her to scrape the ice 
she bought a few cups, some spoons, and then that's kind of how she started her business. She started selling ice cream, uh, shaved ice cups outside of a rest outside of a restaurant. And since then, my mom's business has grown. She has three restaurants now. So all I know is hard work. Since I was, when I was four or five, I remember pushing carts around where my mom would sell shaved ice just to help the store that was there. And all the customers would be like, oh my God, like she's pushing the carts around and they'd give me $1. They'd give me 50 cents, you know, just to see me. And Some like, tips. Yeah, and then, cause it was just like, they were amazed. Like this little girl's here pushing carts, helping as best as she could. and. As soon as I was nine and I can operate the cash register, I started working at my mom's restaurant. And from there, it just I just grew and I started managing the workers and helping my mom in every single way that I could. So that's all I know. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. It's like we, it's like we were listening earlier to the Robert Kiyosaki podcast on London Real um, portfolio money. You know, you buy the apple for. You buy the apple for ten dollars and you sell it for twenty. That's then. That's I mean, capitalism is is kind of like the best way, and that's that's the way that I know we want to venture off into being entrepreneurs and starting our business, being left off with these certain businesses. But yeah, definitely. Um. Uh, I know. Uh, I know everybody goes through their struggles, but what are, what were kind of the struggles that you went through, like going through school? Because I know you have your degree. And everything like that like so for for schooling wise like how was it for you guys uh the work balance the work and school balance how was that for you guys growing up yeah so i mean my mom always taught me and my siblings work for what you want so even when it came to school and paying for everything i paid for everything like uh, my mom supported me in many ways she, I mean, she helped me through the process of getting, you know, sc the scholarships that I could get, um, filling out paperwork, anything that I needed help with, my mom was always there. But when it came to paying for my rent, for my food, for my textbooks, everything came out of my pocket. And since I did decide to go to school, like three hours away from where the restaurants were, it, I couldn't just work at the restaurants anymore. So I had to find a way to make my own income and be able to pay for everything while I was going to school. And that was hard, it was actually really hard. I had three jobs at one point. Um, I did tutoring for Spanish. Um, I translated uh, for like a physical therapist that would go to low income houses. And I translated for the mom who didn't know English to the therapist who didn't know Spanish. And I kind of helped facilitate all the conversations. And I also drove almost two hours every weekend to work at Penske, um, which is a truck leasing company. But it was really good pay for someone without a degree at the moment. So I mean. It was worth it. It was worth it because it helped me pay for everything. Um, and I never needed help. I can't remember the last time I asked my mom for money for anything, even school related. Like I was just paid for everything because I felt bad asking my mom for money. Just because of how she raised us. like to always earn everything that we had that independence yeah i mean in ways it's kind of like what my mom wanted for me but not in a certain way that it was for you guys you know because your mom's entrepreneur background my mom was the complete opposite of that and 
but every it's it's crazy because we come from like opposite sides of the spectrum but just that that independence like and it was kind of like okay you want your independence here have it and see see what you can do with it and that's kind of how it was for my mom as well and then i mean i had to figure it out on my own i didn't have the support so but definitely um i see that that you're interested in uh, m- mental health now like what interest what sparks your interest in that came to a point where I literally couldn't do my day-to-day things because anxiety was like taking over my life. I I was scared to do literally everything from going outside, walking to class, to going to the gym. Like my anxiety was crippling and they gave me medication, but my family doesn't believe in medication. You know, it's like medication is frowned upon. Like, why do you need medication? Like you have anxiety, like, get over it, you know, it's not like, no one really sees, in my family, I guess, coming from a traditional Hispanic family, they don't see mental health as really, I wouldn't say not important, but they don't really know what mental health is, so I kind of had to figure it out, like, I would read a lot of books on it, and then watch videos, and try to figure out what was wrong with me, and try to get over it on my own, and Eventually, like, I just learned to trust myself, like, trust that I knew who I was, knew what I was doing, um, just did things that made me feel better, um, and then since then, I mean, anxiety is not something that just goes away, so I've just been dealing with it, and now I, now I know, like, the importance that when people talk about mental health, I, I never really knew what people were talking about or what they were referring to, and, Going through that and having that experience just really opened my mind to how important it is to not only treat yourself physically, but take care of your mental health, too. Oh, yeah, that balance for sure is a, is a big thing. I don't. And why is it? Do you think it's because your 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 mom's like really religious almost? Or is it because of just like you find a way to cope with it? Is it, is it a way like, you know, because you don't you don't like you said, you don't really overcome those things. Those things are always there. But I mean, if to your point where it's like almost crippling, like, do you think for your family was it because of our religion, or is it just because like of where you're from in Mexico? Yeah. Is it just like it's almost like yeah, you don't know what mental health is. It's almost like being a uh, almost like at a third world country. Just about like, of course you have your 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 technology and everything like that, but just like the development on health itself is probably not. And that's completely understandable, too. And it's just kind of the tradition of the family, like mental health, like what is that? So. Yeah, that's what it is. I wouldn't say it's religion, really. I'd just say that coming from Mexico and like most of my family was from Mexico, um, they don't necessarily know what mental health is. They, It's not something that's talked about. It's not something that people like bring up if really if if someone if you have anxiety or if you have um, bipolar if you have anger issues it's just you're crazy like that's it there's no like mm-hmm. explanation behind it they're not like maybe we should talk about it like how do you let's just get over it or yeah. get left behind type of thing like, 
there's no medication or anything that can help you because no one knows what mental health is. So how how do how would I explain it? Even like for me having to explain to my mom what anxiety was, I almost felt like she would brush it off because she didn't she didn't realize and she didn't know how much it was affecting my life because she didn't know what anxiety was. As crazy as that sounds, like my mom did not know what anxiety was. She was just like, it's fine, you're fine. Like it was always like, you're gonna be okay, you're fine. Yeah. And it was just something I had to deal with on my own, so it was really hard. And that's just like another thing and like coming to, to, to America, that's of course, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, well, no, this is how we do it here, you know, and that's that's something that that I feel like is, is something really big is prominent with uh, with people that that immigrate up from uh, South America and Central America. It's just like they try to stay stuck in their ways, but it's like, OK, you come to another country. There's ways that this country operates that isn't like Mexico, that isn't like El Salvador, that isn't like Guatemala. It's not like anywhere else. And they come here expecting that it's like. There's a reason why America's America and London is London and everything else like that is there's they they have their differences so I get what you're saying but like hundred percent you know it's like I believe in mental health it is it is problems you know that you have to face with but you have to come out of the closet with those things and that's something really big that and was it for you did you know that your mom didn't have those beliefs like did you know that she didn't like have that understanding of like what mental health was. I didn't really even know what it was until it happened to me. Like, it's not something that, like I said, it's not something people talked about as much, especially, I mean, I wasn't in college that long ago, but I feel like just recently it's become something that's talked about um, because people are embarrassed, you know? Like, you don't want to go around saying, like, oh, I have anxiety or, like, oh, I It's like being gay. Yeah, it's like, it's just like a hard topic to talk about because you don't think people will understand you, so. I like did feel alone at that point, but I knew my mom didn't intentionally blow me off. It's just I knew that she didn't know what that was because I barely knew what that was. So I, it's not something I could get upset with her about or say like, hey, she didn't support me because she supports me in everything. So that's when I knew it was something I had to educate her on and now she knows. Now we talk about it more and she, she's constantly checking up on me. and. You know, I think that's important to just educate people on mental health and, and where they can get help, that it's okay that if you do have something uh, mental health related, there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, it happens to a lot of us nowadays, so I think it's just important to talk about. I mean, yeah, it definitely is. And especially, like, for me, it's, like, the greatest of people who had dealt with their mental health issues and the things that they created, like... Uh, I think it was Van Gogh, like he cut off his ear or something like that. But if you see like Starry Night, like if you see the different paintings that he did, they're masterpieces, you know? And it's like, was he, for me, it's like, is the glass half full? Is it half empty? Like, it was he crazy or was his ideas just so out of this world that just made him who he was? And I feel like that's one thing we were watching that we were listening into that podcast with the Joe Rogan, with the Duncan Trussman. It's like, kind of like you can yes you can go off the deep end but you gotta you just gotta be comfortable in your own skin on what you do and for me that's 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 huge because with with our situation that we're going through and that's something that uh i saw the support that you had for me like and i just i never i never thought of it that way like oh shit my wife dealt with that anxiety 
and then now it's like okay now I'm dealing with with my bipolar and it's like oh okay this is why she's so understanding this is why she supported me so much and it's kind of it's like really eye-opening so you got to have that's something you got to have patience for something you really do got to have patience for Yeah, but I know you uh, recently quit your job too at Penske. How was that? How was that for you quitting? Um, I've always had a job, so I mean, it was something that needed to happen. It was something that I wasn't really passionate about. Um, it's not that I hated my job. I didn't hate it by any means. It was just that. It wasn't fulfilling to me. It wasn't something that I felt like I was changing anything. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but it just it didn't it didn't fulfill me. That I guess that's just plain and simple. Like it didn't fulfill me. It didn't make me happy. Um, and I have just been looking for something that I'm passionate about. That's kind of been my struggle. Just finding something that I love to do. Um, something that I wake up to and I'm not like, oh, I have to wake up early for this. It's something that I'm like excited to wake up for and do. Um, and I kind of had that when I was managing my mom's restaurants. It was just the reason I think it didn't work out for me at that point in time was because it was just very, very, very time consuming. I didn't have a life. I spent every waking moment at the restaurant, um, work fixing every problem. Everyone called me. I got all the emails. I, it's not that I didn't have help. It's just I guess I didn't know how to delegate the tasks that I had. But now thinking about it, I was like so much more happier there. I felt like I had a purpose. I felt like I was fulfilling something, you know, something greater because it's a family business. So I felt like I was... Um, helping my mom build on something that she worked so hard for. Um, so now that I quit my job, that's definitely something that I want to get in, back into. And it's something I know my mom would appreciate so much. And she needs that break now because she's had all to work on those 24-7 for like 18 plus years now. She doesn't get a break ever. So I think it's time for me to get back in there and help her. And in the meantime, try to build it more, try to grow it. And it's something that I like to do. It's something I love working with people. Um, obviously, it involves food. It's a harder industry, but it's snacks. It's fun food. So it's something where I can, you know, build my creativity too. 
and just work with people, which is something that I love to do. And in the process, I want to, you know, be able to help people in a different way through my job. I don't know exactly how yet, but I know I will. Once I get back into it, I know I'll find a way because that's what I eventually want to do. I want to be able to help others. Yeah, for sure. And um, one thing is like what I noticed yesterday when we were at the beach, like the power of us collaborating, you know, and then the same thing. We put that effort into collaborating with each other as it's the potential is going to is going to skyrocket. And, you know, this is my this is my first fan right here, my first and my probably my last. So and so I know this is this is going to keep going and going and going and love her to death, you know, so I'd, I'd do anything for her. But um, for you, like, quitting on such a short notice, like, how do you feel you impacted? How, how, how do you feel like that impacted where you worked, you leaving? Like, do you feel like it, also in the home life, do you feel like you feel more zen here? Like, do you feel more calm at home now? Or is it like, you come home and it's like, ah, oh, you know, but like, yeah, so I mean, I kind of had to quit sooner than I thought I was going to um, because of circumstances in our personal life. Um, but I mean, I, I don't mean to say this to brag, but I was probably one of the most hardworking people at my job. Um, I was my boss's right hand, basically. So I know me leaving impacted the company a lot, um, especially the branch that I worked at. But, you know, at home now, it's just different. It's weird because I've never not had a job. I've always had a job. So it's just, it's like this weird feeling like, what do I do with myself? <laughs> like, and I'm just trying to focus kind of like what I talked about on my mental health. I'm trying to focus on me right now, trying to help you at the same time. But I can't help you if I, if I don't help myself first. So I'm trying to get better focus on like things that I have going on within me, trying to find myself so that I can better serve you and better serve us so that we can grow to what we, we want to do. Um, but it definitely is weird. I don't know how people stay at home. I'm sure people kind of get used to it and they have a lot more responsibilities. But right now, me just staying at home, um, I try to do little uh side hustles here and there because I don't like to just sit at home and do nothing um, but I'm just focusing on reading I'm trying to learn to cook I'm trying to um, think of ideas for when I am ready to go back to work pretty soon um, running the businesses I'm trying to mentally prepare myself because I know the first few months are going to be rough and hectic and I'm gonna not have a life again, but I know it's gonna be worth it because this time around I want to do it better than I did the first time. Um, I want to be able to expand the business, but I also want to find help to help me manage it the best way that I possibly can. Yeah, and that's one thing we learned in the Army too is rolling with the punches. Um, what are some of your side hustles that you do? Um, so right now I have been reselling um, things online. So anything from clothes to makeup to shoes. Um, I found the most success in shoes, definitely. Um, so what I do is I just go to um, retail stores and I buy shoes like Nike, Adidas um, for like pretty much a bargain. And I uh, 
flip it. So I try to make like a $30, $40 profit off of each pair that I sell. And it's something small, but it, it helps. It adds up. Um, and I just like it. It's actually like very interesting and fun for me because I love shopping. And I just turned that into something that makes me money now. So it's, it's a win-win. Definitely, and everything, every especially as an entrepreneur, that's what that that's what I feel like all the entrepreneurs say and do. It's all about doing what you want to do and something that's your passion. And and I mean, we go out together, and me and you go do these things together. And it's and it's be like, no, not that shoe. No, let's get this shoe. No, let's get this. No, let's get that. And it's a good way for us to really put our put our minds together because there's nothing better because one plus one equals two. So one brain another brain and that's yeah. double the brain power so so what are some what are some of your hobbies um well right now i really enjoy going to the gym it's something that i've been passionate about for a long time um i have been slacking a little bit but um we live in hawaii so i've also been trying to incorporate like some hikes going to the beach just doing my exercise outside and enjoying like nature and all its wonderful things while we are here because we're not going to be here for too much longer so i'm trying to enjoy the island as most as i can um but also just spending time with you with my husband because that's something that we you know didn't ever really get the chance to do um we've always both been super busy with work like we would see each other for a few hours and then get to bed and that was kind of it um just you know the work life and Focusing on that instead of ourselves is what we did for a really long time, but we're trying to work on even if it's working together a little bit just so we can spend more time together. Um, but that's something that I really enjoy doing too, spending time with you and collaborating and just talking about business. Honestly, like we have a great relationship. We enjoy each other, but at the same time, we're like pushing each other. Um, and then we're helping each other grow. And I love that about a relationship. That's what it's all about. I, I say like the best way is like building our chessboard. We got the king and the queen. Now we just need our knights, our bishops, our pawns, and moving forward from there. And that's I, I, I take everything and I put it in an analogy, analogy aspect every single time. But I mean, just like I say, and I and I try to. I try to show you these things like whenever it's my perspective on how I see things. And like I said, people people uh, will question the madness, but they won't question the method. Like, why do you act this way? Why do you do these certain things? And that's something that I've been struggling with, too, at work. It's like, oh, I had to go check into the psych ward. Now these dudes think I'm crazy. I let them think I'm crazy. It's fine. You know who else was crazy? Einstein. You know, it's probably crazy. Steve Jobs. So we just let them just let them keep riding their waves and we ride ours. And that's really what I found out is like, really, I'm really big in a damn pain and you know that, but focus on the few, not the many. Focus on the few people, the few things, the few supporters that are going to help you get to where you want to be. And that's kind of what I've been trying to incorporate with our relationship too is like, yeah, we have our friends, but there's some people that just aren't, aren't there for your best interest sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and together we, we've we kind of talked about that a lot on how, like, who we see that's benefiting our relationship and who's helping us grow and who's not. And we've slowly started cutting people off. Like, 
as much as it kind of pained us to cut some people off that you know we were close with but if they weren't helping us grow it wasn't good to have them in our lives and it's good that we came to a mutual agreement and we're like you know what like we need to surround ourselves with people who who are empowering us people who have similar goals to us and that's just what we've been focusing on is just surrounding ourselves with people who can teach us and people who are willing to hear us out and learn from us too because i mean even though we're super young there's still a lot that we both know that we've learned through our experiences and you know people were willing to learn and listen and vice versa us too we're willing to learn and listen so it's always good to hang out around those people because like me and you both say you are the average of the five people you hang out with so it's just nice because i've noticed that too like all the friends that we hang out with and who we're used to talking to um even if they weren't motivated when we initially started hanging out with them you know um just hearing when they hear uh, me and my husband talk a lot of our friends have gotten very motivated a lot of friends have asked us what books we read um they ask us for advice on just different venture ventures that they're into how they can grow and it's just like we we don't know everything but we do our best to give them the resources or you know get back to them and just teach them the few things that we do know that we've been learning um so it's just good to have friends like that that you can learn from and that can learn from you it's just a great being thing. leaders yeah and that's the biggest thing and i mean being in the military you just really learn about being being a leader and i learned at a really early age of my career what a leader should and shouldn't be and i mean it kind of hindered me because i feel like that hindered the both of us and both of our and both of the things that we were doing uh we want we want to make ex- exponential change. You know, we don't want to just change at the the minuscule levels that we were at, and we wanted something bigger for ourselves. And that's that's kind of why I started Phoenix Empires. This is why you're going back and working with Antojitos, and this is why we're gonna keep going like that, and eventually keep going on to our adventures. And then, you know, you win some, you lose some, but we always gonna live to fight another day. And uh, that's definitely something a strong-willed woman. And a strong-willed man uh, working together to to be the best we can be each and every day. And I and my biggest my biggest motivation is you and obviously my two children. And that's what that'll it'll fuel you. It'll it'll put a fire under your ass like nothing else. And that's that's something I can't wait for us to to encounter on is is when we when we start to have a family and want to have kids and. Uh, everything else like that you know to show them the right ways and the wrong ways even if even if i mean even if we uh don't become millionaires and we become hundred thousandaires like from where we're at now to then is definitely going to be a change you know that fu money that i that i talk about these different things that i learned from reading these certain books listening to audio books and everything like that and i and i enjoy it and i enjoy it and i understand that you're gonna fail you know, it's like, and that's that's something that I want you to do is overcome all the fears that you have. And I want you to be just as savage as I am because, cause, I mean, I'll tell whoever, I, I, I tell everybody I love you all, but if you're stopping me to get where I need to be, I'll kill you. And I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not communicating threats. Don't, don't take this out of context because people will do that because everybody has their own perspective. But the moment you start to take food out of my family's mouth, that's when we have an issue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've encountered a lot of people who 
have tried to stop us or get in the way of things but the most important thing is having that one person who truly supports you and pushes you because that's literally all you need and for me that person's you like no matter how crazy my ideas might seem or you know how much I don't even believe in myself you always believe in me you always push me um you would tell me to quit my nine to five way before we can even afford to for me to quit my nine to five and it's because you believe in me even when I don't believe in myself so that's something I'm definitely working on is having more confidence and believing in myself just as much as you believe in me if not more but that's really all you need is like that like like we talk about a lot the few not focus on the few not the money the few people who are going to support you like you don't need like a bunch of people to support you or or believe in you as long as you have one person who truly pushes you and who wants to see you do good and it's not like fake you know that actually cares about your success and is going to motivate you um that's what really matters it doesn't matter how many people are against you as long as you have that one solid person on your side there you can accomplish so much and i mean definitely believing in yourself that's the biggest thing here but Having that one person to support you when you feel down, because that happens too, that's all you need. What do you? What emotions do you feel whenever, uh, whenever you start thinking about taking over your mom's restaurants? What what kind of things do you start feeling like? What kind of thoughts run through your head? Like, is it too big or is it? What kind of things run through your head? I just want to know. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've run them before, so it doesn't. It's not something that scares me. It's something that just. I know it's going to take a lot of time and effort from my life and but our relationship, to be honest. So I know that I know that you're going to help me. You're going to be there for me. But I know there's going to be times where I don't see you or, you know, I don't get to be home as often. And that that's kind of something that's scary. me. It's just like thinking about like, oh, like, I hope our relationship doesn't it doesn't affect our relationship. Like I've seen it affect my parents relationship. That's, like, the only thing. I mean, it does make me a little nervous to take on, like, such a big challenge because my mom's done so much with so little. And I just want to be able to, like, follow in her footsteps and not disappoint her. So I guess that's, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, I want to be able to take the business to the next level. I don't want to disappoint her. And that's, like, something that's in my head is, like, you need to, like, give it your all, basically. Because I don't want to fall short. Especially on something that's so important to my mom. And like to me too. Because because of her job we were able. She was able to feed us. She was able to put me and my siblings through school. And help us in every way. And like there was nothing that we ever needed. Because my mom was always so hard working. And it didn't matter how long she had to be at work. She was going to make things happen for us. And I just want to have that drive and that motivation like she did. Did you ever take it for granted? Oh yeah definitely. But... In it was just ways? like the little it was the little times when like I would get mad because my mom was always late for me to pick me up at school. She never showed up to any of my events. She never was at any sport events. She was never at any teacher conferences. She was never at any really important events in my life. Like my mom was never there because she was always working. So I mean in those times like I hated her job. And I hated that she was the business owner. And I hated that she couldn't be at these things. Because I was the only one whose parents were never there. Because my mom was a single mom. So my mom wasn't there. It was just me. Um, so that those were the times when I was just like, I really hated it. And I took it for granted what she was doing and, like, why she wasn't there. It wasn't because she didn't want to be there. But it was because she couldn't. 
you know so I it took me a long time to understand that but now that I'm older I'm like if it weren't for her hard work we wouldn't be where we are today mm-hmm. and me and my brother see that now like it took us all the while to say okay my mom's never here she's always late for us she does this and she doesn't do this but now we see like what her hard work produced and how much it helped us become the people we are today and we're so thankful and we really appreciate it yeah yeah for sure and i mean it's it's good to see that you know that that you see it in that aspect and you don't see it in a in negative light anymore and it just shows like it's it's part of being a leader you know you you take the you, you learn more from bad leaders than you do from good ones and then uh, a good way to look at it is, okay, well, if that was the case, then let me, if creating the business is, if, if enhancing the business is what we want, then let's shoot for it. But also, let's focus on the things that my mom didn't do to try to make them better. Because if my mom didn't do these certain things as the way she did, we can improve on them. And it's only going to help the business. It's only about the improves. We can't look at it and, uh, oh, it's going to it's gonna fail because of this. No, we can only look at it as you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's Michael Jordan. So if we don't even take the shot at it, then how do we even know if it's going to even be a success or not? And I think already having the foot in the door with three businesses is just like, it's a blessing, you know? And... And then eventually your mom can can see the way we do it and kind of the way the the 21st century is because I feel like your mom doesn't have that as successful as she is. I feel like she doesn't have that understanding on how these corporations, these different things, because it all works the same way. It really does, you know, whether it's a matrix organization or whatever the case may be, whatever type of organization it is, it's it's a chain and it all flows down in a certain way. It's disseminated in a certain way. And that's that's with any organization you look at. It just some work differently than others, but they all they all tie in together because it's an organization. And then that's and that's something that I was I can't wait to get into as well as giving back to the community, you know, sponsoring different schooling events, sponsoring schools, uh, helping out uh, the needy different things like that that are that are really gonna help the community because once you start helping the community, because you were talking about how your mom's businesses have gotten robbed, it uh, it'll it'll start changing. Okay, well they see that restaurant, they'll be like, oh let's not rob them. They they take care of the people around here, you know. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like I talked about a little earlier, was I want to help people. That's that. I've done it in little ways here and there, you know, and it just makes you feel better. And that's that's ultimately like the best thing you can do. Like, help people. If you have the power and you can and you have the means to, why wouldn't you help someone? So, managing the restaurants, I feel like it's going to give us, like, a really good opportunity. Something that a lot of people can't do to be able to help others. And that's something that I do want to focus on once, um, you know, we we become in that step where we are running the business. Is I want to be able to help people in every way that we can. And just like you said, support schools, support the youth, support the elderly, support the homeless, like in any way that we can, because the reward is 10 times greater when you help people. And that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, to, to be able to do that. 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, everybody wants to help somebody. And whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's... You always want to help them because you see better in them and you want them to get better. And that's something my mom taught me. Like, even when she'd uh, a homeless person would be like, oh, can you give me something to eat? Or can you give me the money so I can get some money? She'd be like, no, but I'll take you inside and buy you something to eat. And some of them were wanting it for drugs, so they went and take the money. But some would be like, yes, please. And you buy somebody some you buy somebody that 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 thing to eat and like it's the things taking it for granted you know like how good is a how good is having a meal and your belly's full and you're like oh that was so good and then people don't have that oh that was so good feeling every single day and and coming coming from being poor that's something that I realized myself is like turn nothing into something all the time so. It doesn't even have to be food. Like, I feel like so many times we take the things that we have every day for granted, like our sight, the fact that we can see, the fact that we have hands, that we hold both of our hands, that we, the fact that we have both of our legs. Like, I feel like a lot of times we take that kind of stuff for granted. And I can't remember, I think I was watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy. And it just, it really opened my eyes because it was this lady who got in a car accident and she was going to be paralegic. Uh, paraplegic paraplegic um and she she couldn't move her hands anymore and she couldn't move her feet it's a quadriplegic what she legs and arms yeah yeah quadriplegic so the only thing she could really do was talk like she couldn't she wasn't gonna be able to walk for the rest of her life she wasn't gonna be able to hug her family for the rest of like that those little things are things we take for granted each and every day and like Every single morning when I wake up, I'm so thankful that I can see. I'm so thankful that I have a car. I'm so thankful that, you know, I can hear and taste and, like, all these things that we normally take for granted. Like, that episode kind of opened my eyes to, like, oh, my God. Like, I have so much by just having, by just being healthy that we don't realize a lot of the time. So we're not thankful for it and that we take for granted. And it just, like, really opened my eyes. And now I'm, like, so thankful for everything. Like, any, like, the slightest thing. I'm just, like, thank you, God, because I woke up today. Because I have, like, no pain. Because I'm healthy, like, you know. Definitely. And pain is, is it sucks, you know. No matter what way you experience it, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental. Like, pain is, no, no pain is good. And, you know, um, and humans are pain-fearing animals, so... And that's something that, that we try to veer away from. But eventually you're going to experience it. Eventually you're going to have to get burned. Eventually you're going to have to fall and you're going to have to get up. But I feel like the more you do that, the the better off you are because you start to become trained for these certain things. And I feel like that's something that we have learned that early on, like, yeah, they might be burdens. And not even, not, not even might be burdens. We might see them as burdens at the time. But once I, I mean, I started, I, I started turning over my faith. I started becoming really spiritual and, uh, God, I mean, he's powerful. And for me, it's like, I don't question anything anymore. Like whatever's happening is happening because God intended it to be this way. That's how he intended it. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me is it's just cause God wanted it to. It's the same way, the same way we place a, a faith in a, in a crosswalk to cross the road and you know we see that that sign change from stop the hand to like the walking person and we cross the road and you don't even know if a car is like there's somebody drunk driving and then boom just hits you you know and you don't place the faith in you place the faith in that but you don't place the faith in God so for me it's like 
how do you know? Like at least at least try to hold your faith into something that's gonna that 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 drives you and it gives you a fire inside. And once you start doing that, anything, the things that that were that were limited become limitless. And that's that's kind of the life that I want to live—a life without limit. And my thing is, okay, if I'm living my life this certain way and I'm I'm trying to live it the best way I can. If I if I'm gone to if I'm here today and gone tomorrow, then at least I died with the 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 con the clear conscience that okay I did I did the, what I could but to the best of my capability today. Tomorrow my capability might be different. Next day, the next day, and rinse, wash, repeat everything that you do, and then it's I mean it's entrepreneurship 101. It's it's uh it really is these certain things that these entrepreneurs say. It's yeah because they have a faith that they're gonna make it. It's, there's nobody, there's nobody in the earth that's gonna tell them that you can't make it because when the moment you start doubting yourself, everything goes to shit. Everything really does, and I noticed that, and I was just like, why am I sitting here trying to trying to be mad about what these dudes are doing to me instead of focusing on what I need to do and just start executing? And the moment you start executing, and the moment you start doing. Phew, Life really does. It's like what Dan Pena said. We we drive. We go through life with our with our e brake on, and then it's it's bad for you. But the moment you release it, surge ahead, and it's so true. And that's kind of like what that's kind of been with me for like the past like week and well like not even a week. The past month was like the surge ahead is like shoom, and I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready just to go fast. But we have to understand that you go fast, you know what I'm saying? You might you might crash, you might bad things happen, so you gotta slow your roll sometimes. But Yeah, um, even like with my mom, uh my mom doesn't know English. My mom didn't go to school. She got through elementary school and that was it. And she has three restaurants right now for over eighteen years. Most people and most businesses fail within the first like five years. You know, so in Every time I ask her, every time people ask her, like, what's, what, how are you so successful? You don't know English. You don't have a degree. Um, when she started her restaurant, she wasn't documented. Now, thankfully, you know, she, um, she's documented and she's good now. But her answer is always the same. It's God. And, I mean, like, before I didn't understand what that meant. Like, okay, no, really, like, what, what, what led to your success? How did you do it? What's the secret? Yeah, and it it wasn't until I mean even now I wouldn't say that I'm like religious, but now I know now I see it now I know because when we started including God in our life, like we stopped seeing things in a negative light. We started seeing like okay, this happened because God wanted to happen because greater is coming, right? As opposed to just complaining about everything. So now I understand why she's so willing and she's not as scared she's not scared of anything like she takes on every challenge head on and now i know it's because she believes in god and she knows that god's on her side and i mean that's the only explanation to it so that makes my faith greater and with everything that we've been through i mean this has been like a really rough year for us but with God on our side and when we started putting God in our life, like things really started to change, like, especially with our perspective and, you know, how we used to take things and think of things and even like our arguments, you know, now it's just like, 
eh, whatever. Like we that we don't sweat the big, the little things anymore, because there's one person, God, and we put him in our life, and everything has changed. And now, it. now I understand where my mom, why she attributes all her success to God, is because with him by your side, like everything is possible. Yeah, and that's and that's and. He does open big doors, and by no means are, are we talking about being Bible thumpers and, you know, missionaries and the whole nine yards. There's there's some people that go extreme that way. No, we don't we do not do that here. Me and my wife don't go to church, none of that. We just we just say our blessings, do our affirmations, uh, try to watch church on YouTube. Uh, I got a pastor that I know, he was a school teacher of mine. And he told me one day, he, he told me that I was special. And I was just like, what do you mean I'm special? I got a kid on the way. I'm homeless. And I don't have a job. What could be so special about me that, that you're seeing that I don't? And then now I see it. And I call that man. And I need to call him uh, I need to call him tomorrow and ask him how church went just to talk to him. Because I want him to be one of my mentors. And, I mean, a, a dude spotting that out when, when you're 16 years old. When you're just running wild and doing whatever you want to do, especially in my case, and then you see it now for what it was, uh, what sixteen? So it's six years later, and then here I am, and then now I have now I started my own podcast. Uh, eventually, I'm trying to get him on on the show, uh, help him promote his 3D community church. And uh, Charles Hickman, you guys can look him up, and really great guy. And his story was pretty amazing too. We won't get into that. He'll. One day he'll be a guest, but that's that's one thing I noticed. But um, but yeah, guys, you know we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up. I appreciate Isela coming on the show with me, uh, joining me here at the studios at Phoenix Empires, and we're just gonna keep growing. And then you shall reap what you sow. So if you plant nothing but good into the earth, you're gonna get it back double time. You know what I'm saying? So. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, and I hope we get to do this again sometime soon. Yeah, we will. Take care. Thank you.